citizens of Podcast City, I ask you to look upon me and heed my warning, as of this moment you are all now fully aware that the following program is rated mature and is intended solely for those of the legal age to smoke, vote, and purchase pornography. If you find yourself at all easily disturbed by the harsh realities of obscene language, then perhaps you should turn back now before your mind becomes permanently stained with the wicked ways of professional wrestling. Every conceivable form of listener and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Beat me if you can survive if I let you. Shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, <coughs> it's scary. And here we are again. Hey, yo, Chico. What's going on, man? What's happening, man? So you got a fresh cut there on the on the chops? Yeah, I had to uh, trim down the old uh, lemmy chops here. They were getting a little, uh, well, a little bushwhacker. A little too bushwhacker for... Yeah, you know, I, 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 as you know, I, I'm a... Miserable son of a bitch this time of year. I hate anything over 65 degrees. So. Mm -hmm. I agree. Summer sucks. Give it a little trim, trim, tram, tram. Welcome to our 
five or six viewers that are viewing with us. We have a a, a guest of one of our viewers who is sitting back there waiting oh, to come hell in. Yeah, dude. We brought in a pretty face to offset our two ugly mugs because, well, let's just face it, it's us. We're old. Look at that. We've we've upgraded. We finally have something for our fantastic audience to actually want to look at. So <laughs> we're uh, making progress. Before we give her a grand introduction, I'd like to give a quick shout to the Dorkening Podcast Network for keeping these ugly mugs afloat and to Deadly Grounds Coffee for keeping these ugly mugs awake. So Hell much thanks yeah. to all of them. Um that's my popcorn. Sorry. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Your popcorn is tingling. <laughs> yes, sir. Right, fatties for life, brother. You know Woo! it. Uh, and Pops is already in here. That's my boy. Says summer rules. Yeah, you can take your summer. You can take that and just shove it. it right up your ghost hole, Pops. <laughs> yeah. I actually used to work with Pops at the uh, at a particular airport. And we worked during them summer months, and I remember you did not take it all that well there, Pops. So, still love you, guy. I <laughs> ain't <for> life. <laughs> all but, right. We got some uh, stuff to get to. We had a good good week of uh, entertainment, shall we say. Yes, we yes. A, we got our wrestling and history. We got our wrestler entrances that we do not like and the ones that we do like yipper this was another one of those uh tough topic for me actually i found out the hard way that i am completely fascinated with more wrestling themed entrance themes than i care to admit apparently because i it was actually hard for me to find ones that i really didn't enjoy it's still, if you hear the commotion going on, the kid's trying to go to bed, so I apologize for the background noise. Ah, uh, yes, the uh, yes. youngest uh, Royal Rumble is taking place, right? Yes, it's a, a one year old versus a <laughs> 10 year old versus I'm not gonna say the wife's age because then I would be divorced. Yeah, you, you, you know, you got some, you still got some smarts there, guy. Keep what you got. Uh, before <laughs> we get too far off into Never Neverland, as we tend to do every week. Gotta say, big news in the wrestling world today. This actually just broke this afternoon as it was announced that John Moxley and Miss Renee Young are mm -hmm. officially parents now. So congratulations to Mox and Renee. This is, that, this is where, where we need that soundboard for like a baby crying. Oh, yeah, I did, right? Or just, you know, something that really doesn't even match the sound of a baby screaming like, I like a dinosaur yeah or like a chainsaw or machine guns or something like and then there's a baby crying in the background we'll work on that we got we got another week here um but yeah big uh big time props going out to renee young and john, john moxley so there is now officially a little female moxley among us in the world so she's gonna probably be very well versed in the arts of thumbtacks and barbed wire by the time she's four so many kudos many kudos hell yeah raise them right we're gonna get into our recaps but before we do that we're gonna bring in uh miss nighthawk over here Ooh. who is and, technically uh, our third guest ever we've had both of your children on the show before do we have madison on before 
Uh, yes, she made a cameo in one of the uh, earlier episodes. Yeah. Oh, I did not know she was. A yeah. Superstar. Although the Wee Man, the Wee Man was our very first celebrity. Uh, guest. Oh, there she is. Ah, there she is. What's happening, she, kiddo? She made her cameo. Right on. Uh, yeah, and sorry, Single H. I know you wanted to be our first didn't guest person, you know, but shit happens. He snooze you. We'll up. get him though. Don't you worry, old Single yes. H. Pops Ghostly's gonna be on here. We got like a list. I mean, honestly, if you guys want to come on the show, let us know. We'll try and work them out. Absolutely. Oh, well, our people talk to your people, and uh, there's only like four or five of you, so it shouldn't be that hard. And my people is you, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my other people is this one. Hello, Nighthawk. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I am fantabulous. It's very muggy, and I don't like it. Yeah, I get that. Nope. <laughs> I'm fat. I don't like the mugginess. Right? We didn't dub you Mammoth Girth in high school for nothing. You earned that moniker, so. Yes, that is something that uh, Nighthawk did not know was my nickname in high school. Oh, I'm she's big. She's probably going to learn a lot. That A lot of things that maybe she didn't want to know in the first place. You never know. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you, by the way, there, Nighthawk. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Welcome okay. to the shit show. <laughs> Welcome to the wrestling train. It doesn't stop. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we are chock full of useless information week after week. So, but they keep coming back. I guess we're doing something right. Well, mm. speaking of something right, I'm going to do a little bit of breaking news here. I wish I had a breaking news little As down. of last week, we were at 50 downloads for this show. In one week, we went up another 50. So, we're now at 100 downloads. Yeah. Wow. So, whoever's downloading the show, Thank you, because yeah, buddy, badass. Um, uh, I'm kind of glad that you did not tell me about this prior to the show because I didn't this, want to tell you. I want I want to see my boys. That's why you're my boy. So we actually picked up 50 people in the last week. Fucking blows my mind. I, and to be honest with you, I I went back and I was mortified with last week's show. I I thought I was horrible. So thanks, guys. Like, right on. <laughs> Thank you. Was last week our two-hour show? Yeah, remember we talked about how we were going to cut it down to an hour, and we ended up doing the longest show you've ever done. We added an hour to it instead of yeah, taking half an hour. Much. It wasn't yeah. bad. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. She's been one of our loyal viewers since we started, so she Why not? her honest feedback, and she has no problem telling us what she thinks. That's how we like it. We like it honest, folks. If we <laughs> suck, let us know. know. We'll continue to blow in your honor. You know, you know, let us know right there. Send us to the email off the ropes Tuesdays at gmail.com. We'll gladly read them and possibly respond. Oh, I gotta say real quick before we skip into anything else. Do you know that I Googled this show today? I've never Googled myself before. Like you Googled our show? Yeah. I actually Googled. Did we have a good show? I, I Googled digs off the rope Tuesdays and Boom. We came right up, up on, on the Googles, man. We're in the Googles. Oh, right. We're doing, we're doing something. Well, our ratings can only increase with the lovely Nighthawk here, so we're we're doing something right, I guess. Yeah. I don't add a whole lot. I'm just like something to look at. But Well, you know, you kind of help <laughs> balancing out. You balance you know. it. Yeah. <laughs> and you, we ramble. Also... They'd rather look at you. It's understandable. So everybody wins. And Roman Reigns is your future ex-husband, so, you know. You know. <laughs> the big dog, eh? The head of the table. Rough, rough, rough. 
<laughs> we're we're going to get into him when SmackDown comes around. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. That ending to SmackDown, it was good. Yep. Dynamite and SmackDown, I got to say, complete uh, turnaround from what they produced last week. Um, oh. Yeah. Very psyched with both. We will get into that soon enough. Uh, we got a couple of things to touch on here tonight. Let's so uh, where would you like to uh, start the fire here, Mr. Diggs? Oh, I was going to set the fire everywhere. Uh, why Let's don't go we, Billy uh, Joel style. Why don't we hit it off with the dynamite deposition, and we'll hit up some news, and we'll hit up some SmackDown. Don't forget everyone's favorite educational program of the week, and we will be delivering this week in wrestling history, because mm. let me tell you, folks, a lot of stuff happened in the world of prof professional wrestling over the years on June 15th. There's my first one. Yeah, June 15th. We should have a All counter right down, like right down next to Night Off. We should have a counter. If have to both right? It's like the Royal Rumble counter. Three, two, one. And there's another one. Yeah, that's us. That's us. So, Miss Amy, I welcome you to Nighthawk. Damn it, first. Nighthawk. Well, yeah, no. I answer to anything. It's cool, right? This it works. She's digging it. Nighthawk. We go with Nighthawk. I can dig me some Nighthawk. I actually know another Nighthawk, and I am a dragon to her Nighthawk. So it's very stepbrothers. I can dig that. Amazing. So, <laughs> welcome, my dear, to your very first AW Dynamite deposition for June the 11th. 2021. The curtain jerker of this past Friday night was marvelously booked as things got underway with a fantastic opening bout. One as one and a half of who I like to call the Neon Noodles, old school Looney Tunes reference there for all those of you who don't know, <laughs> Angelico from TH2, who was accompanied to the ring by the ever wily Matthew Hardy, took on the charismatic Canadian captain himself, Mr. Christian Cage. And this was one that I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't expect too much out of, but um, surprisingly, it was a great back and forth, fast paced contest that eventually saw Christian come out on top. But because, you know, in the world of wrestling, there's usually a but for the second week in a row. Christian was blindsided after the win with a twist of fate in the middle of the ring, courtesy of the exceedingly evil Matthew Hardy. So the old TLC feud apparently is getting refired up between those two fine young cannibals. The night continued as the American dream Cody Rhodes was introduced by Tony Schiavone, who announced that Cody would be pairing up next week with the spawn of double A Arn Anderson's family jewels, Brock Anderson. You got me there for a minute. Uh, I thought you were going with the Lesnar. Yeah, dude. Um, I got to hand it to Tony's. Uh, I, I always want to call him Schiavone, thanks to Chris Jericho. But yes, Tony Schiavone actually did that the other night. And he was like, Brock Anderson. I was like, oh, that was good on your part, Tony Schiavone. So never go to AEW. Vince will never let him go. No, 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 no. Uh, Vince would probably pay Lesnar to stay home before he let him go to any competing company. That does, does Vince still have rights on Lesnar? Oh, well, Lesnar is one of those guys that 
he's got a special deal. Let's just put it that way. Um, he kind of gets to say, all right, I want to do this now. And then I don't want to do nothing. I mean, remember for how long he was the uh, WWE champion and never ever like would barely show up on raw. They always had to have Paul Heyman in for him and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's no chance. Brock will never, I'll be, I'll be listening to hippie fish music before friggin' yeah. goes to AEW. Let's put it that way. Uh, but, yeah, right? but thanks to Tony Schiavone. Uh, yeah, dude, I think a lot of people felt their heart skip a beat when he actually said Brock, but sorry, no, not that Brock. Cody and Brock Anderson will square off against QT Marshall and Aaron Solo this coming Friday on Dynamite. So that um, announcement, of course, prompted QT Marshall to come out and challenge the Code Man to a South Beach strap match in Miami on July 7th, which Cody happily accepted. Then just when things looked like these was all wrapped up in a neat little package, QT pulled the leather belt out from his own khakis and dashed into the ring so he could whip Arn Anderson like a government mule, as good old JR would say. And that was when he and the rest of the Nightmare family's backs returned. So it looks like even more gas has been poured on the QT Cody tire fire that will evidently never end. Really want this feud to end. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I made that point clear before on this show. <laughs> Three weeks, three weeks running now. Mm, could be the mm, fourth. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. See, Nighthawk, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. If they would just That's listen to us, we're the fucking news of wrestling. Like, right? we're the ones that should be in charge of this shit. Trust me. And I got really? a whole team of guys. You, the, the the general public doesn't even know about. We could be Owen in this town, but we'll let them have their fun. Next up was a trios match that pitted the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Bucks of Youth, and their little jackass Brandon Cutler with his stupid, like, 80s NBA face mask thing. They went up against the unlikely trio of Penta El Hierro Mido, the Bastard Pack, and Eddie Kingston. This was one, without question, a definite highlight of my week. I was really looking forward to this one the whole way through. Loved every minute of it. Top-notch performance on the part of all those involved. And once the ref had counted the one, two, three, we saw two-thirds of the Death Triangle along with Eddie Kingston walk away with a big win. The Good Brothers, who were then followed up by Frankie Gazarian, all got themselves involved in the post-match dramatics. So hopefully we'll see more quality merchandise produced from this feud in the coming weeks. And just got to say real quick, Big time shout out to my boy, Penta El Yeromido, because, dude, I've never seen that guy have a bad match. Even when he was in uh, Robert Rodriguez's uh, Lucha Underground there with Rey Mysterio in Mexico a couple years ago. That's when I first found out about him. You want to see a wrestler who will not disappoint you in the ring? Watch any match with Penta El Yeromido, because he's You kill that name. You, you, you nail that name every time. And even with, like, the tongue roll. Like, high school Spanish class did you well. For that one Dude, name. We we shared high school Spanish class. Remember Miss Connors? That's right. Yeah, that's how I learned the and, and then as it turned out a few years later, she was the one that um brought me to the in-school cop because I reeked of marijuana first period my senior you? year. You it, it was a it, you know, I was experimenting. <laughs> I've been experimenting for about 30 years now, so 
How's that experiment treating you? We see we've done. Hey, all right. As Dynamite plugged along, the Pinnacle made their first televised appearance since losing their stadium stampede to showdown with the Inner Circle at Double or Nothing. And as each member of MJF's stressed out stable got to air their grievances on the mic. It really was straight out of Seinfeld, an airing of grievances, ladies and gentlemen. Just when they all started to feel good about themselves, Jericho and the rest of the inner circle decided to make sure that the Pinnacle would have to Uber their way home as they proceeded to demolish and flat out decimate the Pinnacle stretch limo, even going as far as to have Jake Hager spear the vehicle with a forklift before riding off into the night, laughing all the way. Ha ha ha. That was fun. For anyone out there who didn't see that segment, yeah. Uh, Santana was slashing tires with a shank. Like, they were, oh, and, uh, oh, Ortiz spray painted um, El Barto from The Simpsons on the side of the limo. I thought that was genius. So, mm. Inner Circle, I already love them. They already just bought so many more points in my book. Also on the show, the TNT champion Miro successfully defended his title, TNT title, in a phenomenal contest against Evil Uno of the Dark Order that was made even better with a tribute to the late great Brody Lee before the match. Also, really love seeing Brody's son, Brody Lee Jr., a.k.a. Minus One, out there having a good time and making his pappy proud. Love that little kid. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> and then... The AEW World Champion Kenny Omega had a few choice words for Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who, of course, will get his title opportunity against Omega in two weeks on a special Saturday night edition of Dynamite. Kenneth, as I like to call him now that he's a heel, ran his mouth. Jack said he talked too much, and then things got a wee bit physical. As Jungle Boy, who was a second away from locking on his patented snare trap submission, walked away with all the momentum once the Young Bucks ran in to come to the aid of the fallen champion. Lance Archer kept the night alive as he marched out to the ring and squashed a jobber by the name of Chandler Hopkins, who took one hell of a goozle, dude. I have not seen a choke slam like this in a long time. He brought this down from hell. Oh, dude, he brought him up to the the, the Greek gods and just ugh, Kratos Tim, God of War style. Did he put him it through was, the ring? He might as well have because, I mean, this was this was good. I liked it. Uh, the match lasted like, mate, I don't even think two minutes. Um, Jake the Snake, who is Lance Archer's manager, had like barely enough time to like even come out and be like, okay, all right, now I'm getting out of your way because you're a fucking huge dude who's really angry right now. So you won. Let's keep that going. Of course, Lance Archer still uh, a little peeved after he lost to Miro there at uh, Double or Nothing. Nyla Rose also picked up a victory over Lila Lila Hirsch. I'm sorry. When she hit a beast bomb on Hirsch from the top turnbuckle. And that, to no one's surprise, led to the current AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker DM. D. I was waiting for it. Oh, you know it has to be done every week. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be letting my favorite dentist down. She loves Big Macs too. But uh, yes, this was of course the one who ruined Dr. Britt's Big Mac Fuel Championship celebration one week earlier. So as I mentioned last week, expect a feud to start up ruin before between the former AEW Women's Champion Nyla Rose and the current AEW Women's Champion Dr. Britt Baker. D. So, 
That, my little Jack Torrenceaholics, only leaves us with the main event of the evening in which the dynamic duel of Dark Order member 10, otherwise known as Preston Vance, along with Hangman Adam Page, defeated Team Taz members Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Shoulders McGee Cage in a very solid and main event-worthy match that may have just spelled the end of Team Taz as we know it. Because, uh, once again, Ricky Starks, or as I like to call him, Ugly Ricky Martin, came out to the ring and tossed in the FTW title, which Brian Cage is the current holder of. Anyone wanted him to use it when the ref wasn't looking for the second time in a row now. Brian Cage refused. Taz was commentated, so this made, commentating, so this made it even better. Taz was, like, freaking out. Like, Cage, what are you doing? How can you not take advantage of this situation, Brian? His hardcore Brooklyn accent, so... Uh, I like what they're doing here. Uh, looks like they're gonna turn Cage face, which is all fine and well. He is a amazing physical specimen. I give the guy credit, but I've noticed that they've usually it's kind of like a Brock Lesnar with Heyman thing. Seems like they've always had Taz do the talking, so I don't really know what he is on the mic. But we shall find out in Z coming months, and that is all she wrote. Your AW Dynamite deposition. So, Nighthawk, what do you think of your first uh, lesson here in your dynamite deposition? I should have been taking notes. Because um, there will be a quiz later. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was a lot to take in. It yeah. usually is, but that's, that's why we're here. And and that's a that's a great way to put it, because that's what most people in my daily life say about me <laughs> in any form, capacity, situation whatever the situation may be so thanks for recognizing my uh, abilities <laughs> oh, abilities that never go old nope 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 the body may grow weaker but the brain will still forever stay in third grade as far as i'm concerned that's the best grade it was pretty sweet speaking of third grade and off topic real quick did you see the trailer that i tagged you in for the new he-man on netflix i sure did guy Oh, yes, Kevin Smith uh, bringing back Masters of the Universe and none mm -hmm. other than the one, the only, one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world, Mr. Mark Hamill, will be voicing Skeletor. So I hear things, as Robert De Niro said. I like what I hear. Yes, I me too. Maybe we should have to start a He-Man podcast now. We could easily do that. Ninja Turtles. Cartoons. We'll just, we'll just do on cartoons. And All I can right. see that look on Nighthawk's face that she's like, yes, let's do it. Dude, see, we backpack right there. You can't see it, but like it's back. There it is. <laughs> it, it's, it's, this show's already writing itself. I love it. Yeah. All right. So that's it. We're starting another one. We got to pick another day in time. Fuck. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just going to live in podcast world. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to be photographer I... anymore. I'm just going to be podcast world. I'm much more comfortable with myself in this world than I am in that reality stuff so oh guy manly my boy he's back guy yes. is back psyched for the new he-man he is of course not surprised because guy is the guy joshua is back hello joshua yeah dude joshua snare what's going on buddy pops is in here as we saw earlier so thank you to mm -hmm. everyone popping in and listening and all that good jazz uh shall we break down some uh some history lessons Ooh, smackdown Shall we teach the people? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think we should uh, we should bring on the educational portion of the show with on the state and wrestling history for June fifteenth, the fifteenth. 
All right. Let's see here. I've got 1970. Okie dokie. Way before I was born. Yes, I'm old, but this is way before I was even thought of. Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> the WWWF. Going way back. Vinnie Mac Sr. The Mongols defeated Tony Marino and Victor Rivera in a two out of three falls to become the WWWF International Tag Team Champions. Oh, that kind of bums me out. I kind of wish the Mongols had held on to the belts. They sound amazing just from their name alone. I'm not even familiar with who they were, but the Mongols? We need more Mongol tag teams nowadays. They won. The Mongols won. They defeated. Oh, I'm sorry. Tony I Marino. that all backwards. I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought you said they it's dropped. Those years it. of experimenting that's getting into your brain right now. Wee-hoo. I have Amy. I got uh, Nighthawk here. Uh, keep track of uh, errors on our part. Yeah, the only one on the show has a brain, obviously, and I just met her. I can already tell. So <laughs> that's a fact. Now you have a position on the show. We're putting you on the payroll. Perfect. The payroll is. Uh, what's the payroll? Um, you have money? A, bag of, a bag of cans or maybe a, another bag of cans. Maybe a grape Dr. McGillicuddy shot. Perhaps I can entice you with some Capri Suns. They may be warm. But Capri Suns, you can never go wrong. We'll good. figure this all out in their contract. Yeah. All right. Have your people call my people. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We have oh, the yeah. same people. I know you're my people. I'm your people. It kind of just works out. <laughs> Is that a conflict of interest by chance, or? Well, if it would be, then you and I wouldn't be doing this. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, what a plot twist! <laughs> right? Where's it's the like show I'm... going from? From what? Is it, match ten? Is this match ten? All of a sudden, we took like a M Night Shyamalama ding dong twist here. <laughs> All right, hit me. Hit me with some some education. All right. So, time to teach the chitlins. It was uh, 30 years ago today that Vince McMahon Jr., because he did just mention Senior, his first financial disaster. Yes, you may re- remember, if you're around our age, the mm-hmm. World Bodybuilding Federation crowned its first and only WBF champion. So, go, go, Ica Pro. Um, I, I I read a little bit more about this. I knew all about it, obviously. We remember from when we were, you know, growing up. But um, there was a bit more controversy to this than I uh, had known. Apparently, they had like a top five guys, and then this one dude won the title. But conveniently, as it turned out, it went in order for the way the guys got paid. So, like, the guy who was number five made the least amount of money. The guy who won the championship made the most amount of money. So it was like. All right, Vince. This was back in the day when, you know, they were all getting grocery bags full of drugs from the doctor that would go on the road with them, as Bret Hart talked about in his book. So Vince was probably Isaac Hayes. So I'll give it to oh, you. Yeah. Pop says Ico Pro and Karate Fighters. Yes, Karate Fighters, dude. I totally still have that in my dad's attic. Yes, Pops, my boy. See, I thought you were going with a different Vince story oh, well there's like i said june 15th is got a lot of yeah i got a couple other good ones but why don't you uh so on 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 the vince train of disaster shall we say all right all right yeah in a storyline that no one really picked up on they thought it was true vince announced he'd sold oh. raw to donald trump 
Oh, I was going to save this one for last, but yeah, you beat me to the punch. Yep. Sorry, sir. Sorry. And in before, no, Vince cool. could, before Vince could get there to announce that it was actually a storyline and not true, the WWE stock fell from 1313 a share down to 1260. And continued to go down even after Vince made the announcement that he really didn't sell to Donald Trump. Yeah, dude, that was uh, the stock literally dropped, like you said, from thirteen thirteen per share to down to twelve sixty per share in under twenty four hours. Yep. Um, and by the end of the week, the WWE stock had dropped by seven percent, thus proving that we really should have seen the rating on the wall back in two thousand nine. But uh, you know, so there we, we are just, today. <laughs> we made him president, so great job. That's a topic for a different spot, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure I just pissed off a whole bunch of people there. <laughs> Sorry. My only favorite Donald Trump moment ever was when Stone Cold gave him the worst stutter because, of course, he was a bitch and couldn't take it. So, And uh, you want to know something funny about Donald Trump? Read JR's book, Under the Black Heart. Under, yeah, Under the Black Hat. Under the Black Heart? I mean, then it would be a book about Owen, I guess. The Blackheart. Love me some Owen. But yes. This is true. Maybe I'll bring it up in a future show. But for anyone out there who's read JR's Under the Blackheart, you, I just can't do this. Under the Black Hat, um, you know what I'm talking about. But for all those of you who haven't, yeah, JR, good old JR, had some interesting things to say about his encounters with the former president of the United States. So look it up, kids. I'm trying to find a clip right now, so you keep rolling with your news. All right. Uh, you want me to keep going on with the history lesson here? Uh, yeah, because keep... I, I just gave the Vince lesson, so. All right. I'll keep the whole train of moving. Uh, back on June 15th of 1996, WCW held its annual Great American Bash pay-per-view, where the Outsiders, Hall and Nash, won their first tag team championships with a victory over the team of Ric Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper. I actually Ooh. remember watching that live on pay-per-view, and I was like, dude, Piper and Flair are the tag team champions? Whoa. And then all of a sudden, it was like, bam, 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 and that was the end of that. So uh, the show also featured the Macho Man, Randy Savage, yeah, getting the upper hand over Diamond Dallas Page in a Falls Count Anywhere main event. I have a, a clip I like to play, if you don't mind. <gasps> Ooh. It's one that I really like with Austin and, and Trump. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, I knew I was wearing the appropriate shirt. Da-da. Check out my boobies. All right. It's a nice, oh, nice rack you got there, bud. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> this is a short little clip that I like. Oh, to, I, I like. love this. Yes. Let her roll. Did you give a man fair warning? So I'm going to break it down to you like this. Donald, in this ring, don't get under my skin. Don't rub me the wrong way. I apologize. The audio is very low on this clip. Don't ruffle my feathers. Sorry. Stone Cold. Long story short, I'm telling you not to piss me off. <laughs> because if you do piss me off, I'll whip your ass. There's Waldo right between them. You see it? Yep. <laughs> because I've done my research on you. I don't give a rat's ass if you're worth a billion dollars, two billion dollars, three billion dollars, four billion dollars. What? <laughs> I don't know why I went to that one. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to see the rest of Stone Cold's rant. Oh, well. 
all right. When he, uh, when So Cold eventually becomes vice president, when The Rock gets elected, then it'll all work itself out in a couple of years. I, so. I am a full supporter of that one right there. Right, dude. Or at least Stone Cold should be Secretary of Defense, or yeah. yeah. This is true. You wouldn't need guns anymore. You just give these foreign nations that give us troubles or give other people's troubles well, stunners. Look, and you know, well, look, look what he did when he was chairman for that short period of time. All the beer drinking contests and how to answer the phone at WWE headquarters. Right now he's you know doing Thai commercials with Ice T and Mister T. The guy's got it, man. He's, he's got it all. Oh no, my awesome background that I spent so much money investing in is apparently falling apart. It seems you should probably get a raise. Oh, fuck look at I'm, I'm like Mean Gene. Ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. History lesson here for me. 1998, Monday Night Raw. Oh, I think First I know where you're going. Ever tag in a Hell in a Cell. Stone Cold mm -hmm. Steve Austin, as we just saw him. And The Undertaker versus Kane and your idol, Mankind, a.k.a. Mr. Mick Foley. Mandible himself. <laughs> I miss those days when Foley, remember when he first started and he put the mandible claw on somebody and we'd do the, the pig squealing noise like Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Wee! And then I remember when Undertaker was like the first one to take the mandible claw, when Foley first came over from ECW and uh, it was on Monday Night Raw. And Undertaker had like the weird cottage cheese, like foam stuff coming out of his mouth <laughs> after he was supposed to be unconscious. Like, ah, ah, I miss those days. And for those of you watching and or listening down the road, if you're wondering why Nighthawk is so quiet, we kind of just threw her into this spot. So she is not prepared for tonight just because that's on our fault. We did not prepare her to come on until about 30 seconds before we decided to come on. Yeah, I so. had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my dear. You're like the... 27th entrance into the Royal Rumble and you have never seen pro wrestling in your life. So sorry. <laughs> That's kind of the analogy. <laughs> we kind of just threw you to the wolves, but that's what makes you part of the wolf pack. Anytime I get a chance to do the NWO theme song vocally, I'm going to do it. So. All right, Professor. What's on your list? Oh, Getting all Dean Douglas up in here, eh? Oh, I got one on Dean Douglas. All right. right. Shane Douglas. <laughs> so, uh, I actually, yes, I did have the uh, Hell in a Cell match there. Um, this actually, one other little tidbit real quick about that match. Um, this was not only the first time a Hell in a Cell match was shown live on broadcast television, as well as being the first ever tag team Hell in a Cell contest, but if that wasn't enough... It was also the second Hell in a Cell match ever following the very first one. And who could ever forget the one that took place at Bad Blood back on October 5th of 1997 between the Taker and the Sexy Boy. So, Which is where we introduced Kane to the WWE. Mm, a lot of history to that there, Cell, is there not? Um, let's see. All right. You already. Oh, yeah. I also had the Donald Trump one. So, all right. We can make this a uh, real snappy. Um, I hate to do this, but I'm going to bring it down a notch uh, on the happy meter. Um, this is a bit of a sadder uh, note. It was on this day 14 years ago that the wrestling world said goodbye to sensational Sherry Martel. Oh. Passed away at the age of 49, unfortunately. From a drug overdose. So sensational Sherry. Oh, that coming. 
She was awesome. She was one of those back in the day when I was a kid, like, oh, perfect heel manager, the voice. Um, and then, you know, when she was with Macho Man and he was a heel and she helped set up the whole reuniting thing between Macho Man and Elizabeth and, oh, and then when Sherry was uh, managing Shawn Michaels and she redid his entrance theme. Remember that one? Yep. Oh, Shawn! <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah. She was in ECW too, and WCWS. Uh, and from what I understand from everything I've read, um, everyone who worked with her all said the same thing. She was totally awesome, hard worker. And she is actually, if you will recall, involved in one of the most infamous botches in professional wrestling history uh as she was managing at the time in wcw the harlem heat and mm -hmm. if you recall booker t was talking about hulk hogan and he oh. said something he shouldn't have said and if you look he instantly looks back at at sensational sherry and she just is selling it with this big smile like in her mind, she's like, oh, God, we're all going to get fired. But in her face, it was like, we're on camera. So, oh, fuck yeah. it, we go. Now, uh, Sherry was awesome. She would paint the, you know, the weird, like, vine vein things on her face. And I was always a fan. So, rest in power, Miss Martell. Here's to you. All right. And then um, the I only got, thing I got left, I'll just wrap her up real I quick. Got, I got two more on my list. All right. Uh, they're not even history. It's just birthdays. It's kind of history. I mean, live. Right. Also today, we wish a happy birthday. You're right down there, Nighthawk? Yeah, I'm good. I just saw your face like, oh, I just broke my knee. She's reporting probably. Or is your foot doing that foot thing again? No, I hit my knee on my uh, little desk here. Oh. oh, do you have a case of the Jimmy legs? Uncontrollable. <laughs> Knee kicking spasms. Yeah, a little sweet shin music, if you will. It happens. <laughs> happens to the best of us. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking. I'm sorry. I, I feel bad. You, you're probably sitting there this whole time as we're rambling, rambling on like morons sitting there saying to yourself, "What am I doing here?" So <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> yeah. right. That's sometimes. All right, I can dig it. Cool beans. All right, so who do you have for birthdays? Yeah, uh, today we wish a, a very happy birthday to former SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, as well as the legendary WCW powerhouse, Mr. Scott Flash Norton. And that's all I got. I think if we're going to have What's Nighthawk that? on more regularly, we should give her a birthday segment of all the wrestling birthdays on that day. Ooh, I like your style, Daddy, right down the middle. What do you think of that one? Yeah, I can do that. All right. So that's her task. Is one of her tasks. As she look at many. Yeah, look at her. I like it. She's already earning that zero zero dollars an hour that we're going to pay her for the show. <laughs> she knows it. Yeah, I mean, now that's a bonus compared to what we're getting. I'll buy you a red ball. <laughs> now we'll take care of her. We got a Nighthawk on our show now. Are you kidding me? We can only get more powerful, powerful from here. So we just uh, became a triple yeah. threat. Then. Oh yeah. yeah, this is triple threat style. Know it. Well, so which, which one of us is Bam Bam Bigelow then, Diggs? I'd say you because you're bald. But you are. You got the girth. 
the height of this earth. So I'd be more like the big show. Uh, maybe I should just do a show next week where I just put on some uh actually, I, just, just color it in. I, I got my, my boy Donnie, my boy Donnie who hooked me up with Mr. J last year. Oh over at Lucky Frog Tattoo there. Yeah, he uh, he could hook me up with some flammage. We could we could get that going. Um oh boy, that would get us some viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Pam Pam Bigelow back from the dead. <laughs> All right, let's let me, let's power through the rest of these last two that I got. Uh, two thousand two, Shane Douglas, aka former Dean Douglas, the artist formerly known as. Uh, Speaking of triple threat, defeated Vampiro and Taiko Kia in a three-way to become the first ever MLW World Champion, Major League Wrestling. And do you know where that event took place? ECW Arena. You got it, brother. Yes, I guessed and I won. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, the old bingo hall, as it was formerly known, they since had renovated and did all kinds of improvements to the place. Um, they still, to this day, they have boxing matches. Uh, Ring of Honor did a bunch of shows there over the years. So uh, glad to see the old uh, ECW Reen uh, still alive and well. And I'm glad you brought up yeah. that point because I actually read about that today. I didn't know about this. Rando Federation that Douglas was in before he called it a quits. But uh, yeah, they had a pretty good yeah. card there. And the and franchise then, came out on top. And then in 2003, the WWF at the time had bad blood. The pay-per-view, not just bad blood, but pay-per-view. Triple H defeated Kevin Nash in a hell in a cell. To keep With Mick Foley as the special guest referee. Yes. To keep the WWF belt. And it's kind of cool. We got these little with a hell in a cell things here because we got hell in a cell this sunday live on peacock yeah which and still... no, we're not paid by peacock at all to endorse that but just figured we all well, know i wish come on Comcast, s- give me some money i would sell every raw every smackdown every pay-per-view like it was the greatest thing i've ever seen so hi peacock <laughs> <laughs> just let you know and that is I, your sell out <laughs> That's history 101 on the uh, uh, So I throw so, this, but I need my raw notes for later. So I'm not going to throw my notebook. I'll be mocking this on your report card, Diggs. Shut up. <clears throat> I will fight you. Young man, have you finished your paper? Young man, have you found those HCW tapes lying around oh, yet? Oh, here we go. Oh. I'm trying. I'm putting right. the futures out there. I got, you know. I got minions. They're 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 doing their thing. I got you. I'll, I'll have a little ticker thing like Sports Center going on the screen. We'll give you updates. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into SmackDown. <clears throat> As I actually got to watch SmackDown this week, uh, I do not have the notes on it. You have the notes on it, but I can definitely chime in this week. So it's just not you talking and now looking at my face and another lovely face down below. Shape, yeah. Just keep your eye on her, folks, and you'll be just fine. Just, never mind. Never, never, never mind the man behind the curtain over here. <laughs> oh, she actually just texted me that too. <laughs> ah, Raj, see, surfing on the same wave. I can dig it. Yes, <clears throat> pardon me. It is indeed time for the SmackDown breakdown 
for June the 11th of 2021. Last Friday night kicked off with the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns getting called out by his own cousin. It's like the the heel version of Family Matters, like Urkel and Carl Winslow are at each other's throats here. Jimmy was not happy. You know it, right? Yeah. But now Jimmy coming up. Made, making it very clear that he is no longer siding with the big dog as he promised to do something by the end of the show that Reigns would not forget. I love threats in wrestling. It's awesome. Always gives you something to look forward to in two hours. At least Roman, it was two hours. Okay. <laughs> Roman then told Jay Uso backstage that he better handle his twin brother ASAP. After all, that family drama was put mm -hmm. on hold. My man, KO, Kevin Owens, and Big E Langston joined forces as they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Sammy Fidel Castro Zane and the current Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews in tag team action. And I'm very, very, very happy to announce for all of you guys who were nice enough to tune in last week, you will recall that I did not have a very positive SmackDown review, and it was because of what they did to the current Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens, two guys that have extraordinarily amazing talents, and they were like, okay, we're going to pretend Kevin Owens is hurt because he got jumped, and the match will be over in two minutes. So This was actually it, a good match. This one, the, yeah, the, the, it's about time. Like, like you're, you're getting to the point of them actually giving KO and Apollo Crews to show their talents. Even though it was in a tag match, it was still a great match. Yeah, definitely. And same goes for uh, Sami Zayn and Big E. Uh, I'm, I'm big fans of both of them as well. I was a fan of Big E back in the day when he was uh, the Intercontinental Champion the first time, and he was uh, like Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard or whatever the hell it was there. Maybe, uh, maybe I don't know if you guys heard about this. On a quick side note, um, I, maybe Kevin Durant could hire Big E because apparently from what I hear, he can't handle – jibba jabbing arguments on the court anymore without having a security guard come in. Hmm. Did you hear about that? I did not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Sorry, dude. Use a bitch. Someone's talking. Eh. You. You're talking. No, no. I, well, <laughs> it's you. You're talking. Did anyone else hear those voices? No, they're only in your head, bro. Uh, <laughs> well, the three faces of Torrance might be revealing their identities tonight then stay tuned folks <laughs> all right <laughs> after uh where the hell were we? yes so yes kevin owens biggie joining forces taking on Sami Zayn and the intercontinental champ paul cruz uh gotta fast forward because a little sidetracked let's see here um in the end I'll hit Zane with a stunner for the pinfall victory. So for now, let's just hope that this feud eventually turns into the epic four-way dance for the icy belt that we all know it can be because if done properly, looking at you, Vince, done properly, this has got match of the year contender written all over it. it right. Oh, hell yeah. They And they should really Before do the that. If they did that at, at, at this Sunday at Hell in the Cell and put them in the cell, that would be one hell of a four-way dance. You know what, though? And that's that's a great idea. I, I really do dig it. But I I think this, if done right, once again, this four-way feud has enough power 
enough gas in its tank that you could ride this till SummerSlam and then just have a, a, a you know, a, a uh, show ceiling match from these four guys. Because if you just let them do what they can do. Yeah, but in typical Vince fashion, fashion it will yeah, never happen. But in typical Vince fashion, if they do that, Vince will fucking die it out and kill it or ruin it because it's mm. Vince and his story writer suck because it's not Paul Heyman. Yipper. And Vince, I'm pretty sure, is starting to get dementia or something. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of contributing factors there. So, <laughs> all righty. So the SmackDown train kept a rolling from there as Pardone. Liv Morgan picked up a pinfall victory over Carmella. Nice. That match then led to Seth Rollins joining Bailey for a guest spot on the. I didn't know this was a thing. Can we just talk about her? Go ahead, say her 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 spot or whatever it is. The Ding Dong Hello Show. That's okay, Bailey's. That's like Bailey's Piper's Pit, if you. Will. It is, and I'm going to stop you there for a second because when you watched it, they rang the doorbell, right? But look at the door. They're opening the door the wrong way. Oh, man. Now it looks like I pissed myself. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm listening. Typical show. Typical yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got the door set up. The doorbell rings. And it's like they're answering the door from the outside and letting people out from in. Like. I don't know, man. I got to say, like, heading into this, I was like, what the Terry Funk are we doing here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The, the weird, like maniacal laughing because like i mentioned on previous shows like bailey's been doing this weird thing as she's feuding with bianca belair that she mm -hmm. just like will sit at the commentator's table while bianca's having a match and just go ah, 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 like for the whole match and so when her and rollins got it i'm like all right well last week rollins refused to get interviewed but right. apparently he's cool to be with Bailey, and then the way they were just doing that weird laugh together, and then they were just like making fun of Bianca and Cesaro. I thought it was actually pretty good. It, it, I, it was not what I expected, and it was pretty entertaining. And then I loved how you know the the door, as you mentioned there, because what is it, the ding dong hello? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they open the door, and Cesaro busts out and beats the shit out of Rollins. So overall, I thought it was a pretty good spot. I mean, how does Bailey get a title shot against Bianca Belair when she doesn't do shit besides stupid laughs? Well, like, where's the push on that? Like, why why are they pushing her? It's because she, well, she was the SmackDown Women's Champion for a yeah. while. Plus, she was at the same time the uh, the WWE one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions with um, Sasha Banks. So. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, you know. She's a former champ, yeah. kind of like with what's going on in AEW right now with uh, Nyla and uh, Doctor Britt Baker. DMD. I'm gonna use that every time I have a chance. Uh, you know, Nyla was a was a uh, she was the second ever AEW Women's Champion. So I like the idea that hey, you got a heel who's a former champ, so she's proven that she's worthy of the belt. I, I think Bailey and Bianca can actually put something good together i really think between the two of them i i'm a fan of both of them um i think they're they're definitely great talents but here we go again broken record let's see if they do it right as far as creative goes so yep all bets are off all righty so oh yeah i'm doing this aren't i sorry yeah. i don't <laughs> i just watched it <laughs> i got so keep him in line by... talk, will you keep him in line 
That might be part of your job. Yeah, you might have to be my like wrangler, if you will. Yeah. in, guys, come on. <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, you might have to turn me on my side, make sure I don't choke on my own puke. It's, you'll, we have an itinerary. Itinerary. You'll pick. You'll pick it up. No time. Um, but sorry, I got really distracted by the whole ding dong hello thing. It's odd. Ding dong, ridiculous. Ding dongs. Ding dongs. Ringos. So yeah. What? Uh, ha, ha, ha. now as we already passed through all that crap, um, oh, yeah, cool. I'm done with that shit. The evening wore on with a sleeper, if you will, when Chad Gable did the mm -hmm. job for Montez Ford via disqualification after outside interference from Otis. And I gotta admit, this is one of those matches I expected to honestly, no offense, fast forward through on my DVR, and I was like, eh. Let's give it a shot, and next thing I know, they're reeling me in, guy. Reeling me in. Yeah, no, damn good match. Um, I'm not as familiar with Montez Ford. I know, um, private or no, not private party because that's AEW. Who is Montez tag team with? Um, I couldn't no. tell you. Oh, come on, guy, manly, uh, pops ghostly, help me out here. I'm too lazy to go on my phone. Street Profits. I beat you all. Okay, That's the Street right, Profits. Yeah. yeah, he's one half the Street Profits who are a really freaking good tag team. But um, letting Chad Gable, who I've always been a fan of, he's kind of like the mini Kurt Angle, in my opinion. Guy's always been good. Um, him and Montez Ford just tore it out of the house. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to rewind the old DVR. Didn't see that coming. So Pop's game for me again. Pop said... Just that yeah. <clears throat> street profits a little late there, pops. Yeah, well, he was probably experimenting. Go back to your haunted mansion, action max. I want to go to haunted mansion. He knows what I'm talking about. Love you, pops. All right, so yeah, there was Montez Ford and uh Chad there, did a very good job. Uh, something happened. The match ended regardless, but I liked it. I don't remember what happened. However, the SmackDown stocks just wouldn't be the same if they didn't take a disastrous hit at some point. And that point, unfortunately, came when once again, here it comes. Literally, stock market crash on the NASDAQ SmackDown channel as, again, Shinsuke Nakamura... Took on King Corbin as they continue to feud over the Burger King crowd. I don't care. It's a Burger King crown. It doesn't mean anything. It's the stupidest thing. Like, no, just stop. Just stop. Just please stop. Enough. I already hate Burger King enough. I don't need this in my life. Yeah, what is all this about? Like, I watched it and oh, the fucking guitars and the stupid crown. Like, up for the third week in a row, I'm choking on my own rage here, Diggs. It just needs to. I thought he was going to say it's the voices again. I was thought that's where it was going as well, too. Oh no, they agree. It sucks. It's like the worst <laughs> feud ever. Like stop. Just no more Burger King crown. No one cares. Not to mention, like, why is he still King Corbin? Didn't he win the King of the Ring like two years ago or some shit? Do they I even still do King of the Ring. Like, when they feel like it, they'll just bring it up on Raw, which is lame, because I always love the King of the Ring pay-per-view. It was always one of the best. King of the Ring should have been up there with the top four 
Rumble, yep. Mania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, in my opinion. I mean, the first couple of King of the Rings, even straight through, like, uh, 97. I mean, you had Bret Hart when the initial one started off his feud with Jerry the King Waller. Next year, Owen. Love you, buddy. Owen Hart comes through, turns, uh, shows everyone that the Black Heart was the best heart. And, uh, oh, my God, so many good matches, so much awesome shit. I mean, that was the pay-per-view that made Stone Cold Steve Austin so cold. Right. You know? So, but here, and then here we have King Corbin just with a crown. And Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to leave it at that because just to your point, they should stop because it's just fucking awful. Yeah, obviously uh, Vince got word that uh, we like the King of the Ring too much, so he was like, well... <laughs> No chance that's gonna ever be good again. You know, so they should move that feud over to Raw because Raw stocks just bam, 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 bam. we We're still gotta get that prices right sound effect. We we, we brought that up last week. Remember? We gotta get a soundboard. I know I'm I'm on it. <laughs> you're you're you know, you're the director, you're the senior spill beer go of this group, so I'm just the pretty face, along with uh, my girl Nighthawk here. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, ah. I got distracted by my ten-year-old. <laughs> that that yeah, that was some weird shape behind you. <laughs> yeah, that was that weird shape. That was yeah. Anyway, <laughs> paranormal activity taking place behind digs. So we better hurry up and wrap this one up here. Luckily for all of us involved, there was a silver lining to this dark storm cloud that was the Nakamura Burger King Corbin crap. Stupid shit. And show. <laughs> yeah, total <laughs> shit show. It was like a shit tornado. It was just shooting it all over everybody. Shit NATO. Shit NATO, dude. Oh, no movie. That, write that down. We're going to be millionaires on sci-fi anytime now. Hell yeah. All right. So the shit cloud <laughs> that led us up to this point. SmackDown stocks closed on a high note. I will admit. they. Mm -hmm. I have to agree. They crawled out of the gutter and rose back up to the top when Rey Mysterio grabbed the mic and called the WWE Universal Champion a rat bastard for the way he flat out assaulted his son and fellow SmackDown Tag Team Champion Dominic Mysterio on the previous week's show. So that led Rey to challenge Roman to a Universal Championship title match at the upcoming Coming. I still don't know why this is taking place in June instead of October. Hell in a cell pay-per-view. <laughs> Reigns then hit the ring, only to be met with a barrage of Singapore cane shots at the hands of Rey Mysterio. But the kendo stick swings were short-lived once Reigns connected on Rey with a Superman punch. Roman was then about to follow up with a spear on Little Rey, but that's when young Dominic joined the fray in an attempt. Oh, Dominic, I want custody of you. Still one of the most bizarre stipulations ever. Eddie versus Ray, SummerSlam, winner gets custody of a kid. Mm. Once again, look it up, kids. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. That happened, yep. <laughs> Vince can do whatever he likes because, you know, we got no chance. Uh, Roman was then about to follow up with a spear, as I said, on Little Ray, but that's when young Dominic joined the fray in an attempt to rescue his dad with the aid of his very own Singapore game. The tribal chief would have none of that rescue ranger action. He was like, 
Chip and Dales can kiss my ass. And uh, he proceeded to toss Dominic <laughs> to the outside alongside his beaten and battered Pappy as SmackDown went off the air. And that, meet little droogies, is your SmackDown breakdown. And when he tossed Dominic over that top rope, he... Like I just tossed that paper so yeah. mightily over my shoulder. I'm kind of pissed I didn't show Dominic hit because I wonder if he actually hit the floor if he landed on something and then they pulled it out and put him on the ground. Yeah, but, doesn't it suck with the Thunderdome thing? Ever since um, the pandemic and whatnot, I've always had my curiosities about like, all right, what are we hiding here? Because there's no actual fans. There's just a bunch of fucking right. computer, computer screens. Because if, if he legit threw him over the top rope to land just on the mat, that's pretty brutal. Right. He, he tossed him pretty damn far yeah i remember they did a thing actually during the height of the pandemic where um once again fucking burger king corbin was feuding with elias elias was a face at the time and they had this whole thing where you know corbin supposedly threw elias off those like top pillar thing in the arena and of course conveniently right as corbin's throwing elias the camera cuts to another angle where it's like down below looking at Elias fallen. You don't actually see right. him. You just see the boom. So, yeah. So who knows if actually Dominic actually landed on the concrete or the mat because they just suck at camera angles. I wish they would give, let Dominic go, man. I tell you that kid, he's got it. I like that kid. I really got to hand it to him. Um, little Ray, man, he's got his dad's traits and then some, the kid can work. He can bump and he can move. And, He's even got a height advantage over his father, so he's definitely got that one for him too. So, although that never affected Little Rave, so I thought you fell asleep down there, Nighthawk. No, I was reading something. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you if you did. I was thinking maybe I can hear my dogs barking. Maybe they woke you up. So. <laughs> no, I have the thing open. Oh, She's watching us. As right. All right, all right. I think she just earned a raise. Would you care for Skittles or Sour Patch Kids? Well, I'm a diabetic, so. All right, then that's. Uh, so we'll I go with just... watermelon. All right, now she's going to human resources. <laughs> I'm in all kinds of shit now. So. <laughs> yeah, that figures. <clears throat> all righty. Well. well Let's uh, finish this off with the low stock of Monday Night Raw. Let's take this. <clears throat> let's take this ride. Take the barn and put it out of its misery. <laughs> I'd rather be on It's a Small World in Disney than watching Raw. Well, I'd rather be on Boy Meets World. Mm, so what's my dream? Mr. Feeney. Remember the one where... where uh... oh, I'm sorry, what was that? Was that? I said, what do you have against Boy Meets World? Oh, no. I, yeah, no, I was just going to say, if it was up to me, I'd be there right now. My favorite episode definitely was when uh, they reunited Vader with his long-lost mullet son. <laughs> and he fought Jake the Snake in, in the show, too. It was a whole thing. Yeah, Ben Savage helped reunite Vader with his long-lost son. Wow. Um. Nice job, Ben. Once again, shot full of all sorts of useless information. All right. Let's just get this raw over with because 
sadly, Raw has gone downhill, and it is not like it used to be where SmackDown was downhill and Raw was the one you wanted to watch. Now everyone wants to watch SmackDown. I can see why, because SmackDown kicks ass. Yep, AEW to- and SmackDown oh. were really good this week. I didn't watch Raw, so lay it on me. <laughs> well, this is three hours of my Oh, it's already week. getting off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you. Bob, Bob, <laughs> I got propane coming out of my Nariarini. I'll tell you what. Oh. oh, we opened the show with Alexa Bliss in her playground. Alexa just went off again. I say Alexa Bliss, my Alexa goes off. Here it is. Second week in a row. You just tagged Alexa back into this match. Uh, yeah, so we started off in the playground, and she described and what happened last week. With her feud uh, with Nia, uh, and then Nia Jax came in, and this isn't really you, and we've been friends, and yeah, stupid carton jerker. Yeah, I've uh, read uh, a lot of backlash from the general public about ever since Alexa screwed over Bray Wyatt at Mania, and the way they at first it sounded like a good way to go, but the way they've done it's it just since, playing off so bad now, which is like. We, we lose Bray and we gain Lily a doll. That's, oh, dude, I actually saw a meme that said that very thing like two days ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're making memes about it now? Then this is serious, yeah. You know, you, you know it's true when it becomes a meme. I didn't understand that. Remember, we talked about that on our first show, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, with the way the Wyatt and Orton match went at Mania. It just killed it. Like I didn't understand it at all. It would have made more sense if Alexa was trying to do over the fiend that she might go side with Orton, right? That would have made that more sense. That, that would have made more it was sense. All set up, yeah. But, but then we, but then again, Mania we had zombies and all that, so uh, yeah. And I, you know, I had to go for how long without getting to see one of my favorites is Bray Wyatt. I know I've said this before on the show. I love that guy since he was in NXT when I first saw him. Um, and this is another one of those great talent that, um, so what do we do with him? Oh, Randy Orton set him on fire. So he couldn't be on the show for like, I don't know, a couple months. And then right. we'll bring him back at mania just so he can get screwed over by Alexa bliss. Who now is obsessed with a rag doll. Um, after the playground, the stocks of Raw just keep going down as we have Nikki Cross facing off against Charlotte Flair yet again. In the third week in a row, Nikki Cross and Flair. <sighs> Nikki Cross wins via countout again. Fast forward match, go to the bathroom match. Meh. Oh, yeah. I'm give just, me just, why I find my cyanide pills. Like yeah. another few that just won't die. Really? Yep. <laughs> then, uh, after that, we had John Morrison defeat Jeff Hardy via pinfall. And then right after this match, Cedric Alexander came out and read Jeff Hardy the riot act of how much of he's a sore loser he was last week and how much he looked up to him and doesn't have disrespect. So then Jeff Hardy challenged Cedric Alexander that if he could beat him right then there on Raw, Jeff Hardy would retire. Jeff Hardy won via the pinfall and a senton bomb. Uh, I'm glad you brought this up because really short before we went on the air here, if you will, the internet air, whatever it's called. Um, I just just saw this like breaking news thing on one of the uh, wrestling 
facey space uh, Insta face things that I follow, and <laughs> it said that Vince, I guess, started that. That where you just said that Jeff Hardy, all of a sudden there was this random stipulation: if he lost his career, would he be over? He had to retire. Um, this was Vince's doing. This just came up in this last week. Huh. I just found out about it that Vince is unhappy with how many matches they have that just don't really mean anything, even though, you know, if you're building a, a feud or a storyline correctly, you want to do it in parts, do it in stages or well, yeah, that's... weeks, you know, months, whatever the case may be and build it up to the, the money shot, if you will, at the end. But I, I, like Vince looks at it as, okay, these guys are feuding, but there's no real big stipulation involved. Like, they're not going to retire or you know, so yeah now he's just gonna i guess this is a new thing he's just gonna start throwing rando stipulations on matches that like i mean for that match right there hardy and i'm sorry who's cedric alexander yeah hardy and cedric did there's a match just let him go guess what have a match just just, just call it a match absolutely they would have a great match but yeah, I, mean, no. I, get, I get it. Vince is trying to boost those ratings and trying to create something a little bit more to get more viewers there, but that's not going to do it. I mean, watching Jeff Hardy wrestle now is like, ugh. like he's just he's older, he's broken from all the bumps he's taken. He just doesn't have what he had before. Obviously, like just retire the guy. Retire well, Jeff Hardy. This is why you know this is something that I give. Uh, Kudos to AEW on if you look what they're doing with Matt. Granted, they screwed up last year with that the first uh, stadium stampede match. Um, Matt got a really nasty concussion and definitely should not have been continuing on in that match. They definitely dropped the ball on that one. But nonetheless, Matt, I love what they're doing with him because, yeah, we get it. The guy, all of them, the Dudley boys, Edge and Christian, yep. which Christian, give it to him. He's still getting it done too, but um you know and the hardys they destroyed their bodies so bad 20 some odd years ago whatever the hell it's been now and so that's why i like what a dub's doing with matt because they're they're keeping him involved like as you know from the uh, deposition there he went and dropped the fucking mattitude whatever the hell the name twist of fate on christian um but he's not wrestling a lot so no. he you know, and they, and they made him a manager too, which is cool, but he can still get involved. That's why if WWE had any sense when it comes to Jeff Hardy, you'd maybe try and figure out something like that with him, but I don't know manager if it works. Something I, like buy, I totally buy Matt as a heel, but I've never bought Jeff as a heel. It doesn't, I don't think it will ever work. I don't know. So getting back to it, after that, we saw Piper Neven defeat Naomi via pin. Again, another one that's just, Another match in there. Why? Just going to go to sleep. But then after that, yep. The stock <laughs> rose a little bit next with RK Bro facing off the New Day. That was a great match. That one uh, That one held the, the raw stocks at a flat level of probably a two. Oh, well, well, well. With RK Bro getting the pinfall on an RKO from Randy Orton. That's a uh, that's a lot of uh, three. RKs. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of words or letters there. 
Then we had Rhea Ripley defeat Asuka via a pin. Again, I'm tired of seeing the same. Uh, here we go again. Same conversation we have to keep having over and over again, Vince. Then we had Alexa Bliss. But... Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> Shut up. We saw Bliss fight Nia Jax and win via a DQ. Again, I don't know what happened in the DQ. I just kind of fast forward through it because, again, Meh. I'm not interested. It doesn't hold my attention. I feel like, and we've talked about it before, the women's division has gone downhill since Mania. And yeah. not because of the talent, because uh, the women nope. kick serious ass, but because of the storylines and the writers. And we yes. say it over and over. You are correct, sir. As Ed McMahon would say, <laughs> yes. Um, I actually just read funny you brought this up i was just reading an article today before the show uh where triple h was getting interviewed and he basically got called out about you know the state of the women's division and he got some backlash from some of the ladies who were signed with AEW because he just basically in his words i don't i'm not going to quote him because i don't i, I should have wrote it down i don't know the exact quote but what he said Long story long, apparently was not taken too fondly by some of the lovely ladies of AEW. So a little bit of a jibba-jabba there. But mm -hmm. um, you're right. No, the WWE, man, you got the talent. We should just rename this show the you have the talent, use it hour or two hours, whatever the fuck we do. Because it's all we seem to talk about because this is what they keep doing. <laughs> <laughs> then we had Jackson Riker again facing off against Elias. Riker won via a countout. Wait, so is Elias a face or a heel now? I don't even know. They're both like half and half. Ah, they walked the line. They walked the line with Elias. <laughs> then we saw in kind of a double main event with a weird turn, uh, McIntyre challenged AJ Styles, uh, one who is one half of the WWE Tag Team Champions. McIntyre won that match via DQ because Bobby Lashley was up on the up on the top of the ramp, decided he wanted to intervene and fuck shit up because it's Bobby Lashley and he's an asshole. Uh, so right after, and then that, all of a sudden D'Lo came out and went. I wish. Oh, God, that would be so great with the body or the the bulletproof vest frog yep. splash. <laughs> then right after that, we had McIntyre and the Viking Raiders against Bobby Lashley and AJ and Omos. And a weird random six man tag. Yeah, yeah. Very end of Raw. Um, McIntyre was victorious with the Viking Raiders. McIntyre pinned Bobby Lashley right in the center of the ring, which leads us to Hell in a Cell this Sunday. And that, folks, is the dwindling stocks of Raw. See, when you first mentioned that main event, if you will, I use the term loosely, but. Um, it could have been something good. I, yeah, I was thinking like, well, hey now, uh, and then, yeah. So, yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's raw. Aren't you guys so jealous that you didn't watch? Mm. But mm. that leads us to tonight's topic, where I think Miss Nighthawk could probably chime in on her favorite entrances or worst entrances of wwe yes. or people superstars uh this is our topic of the night 
Woo! Entrance themes. The best and the worst of them. Now, where the fuck did my notebook go? I was going to say, is the half-simers kicking in again? You're too young for Alzheimer's, so... Yeah, I get the, the, the half-simers going on. All right, well, since we have this fabulous young lady here who is now officially a part of the crew... Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Would uh, you, uh, Miss Nighthawk, care to share with us either a particular entrance theme that you really liked or maybe really didn't like? Um, I'm going to have to think about it, honestly. All right. All right. Welcome well, back to you. Uh, back we can you. put you in the penalty box for two minutes. Let you stew on it. I didn't write much down for this because to our point earlier when we, we were talking offline, there wasn't. there's not a whole lot that I don't like when it comes to entrances this is my problem there was a few there's a lot more that i love of course yep mm -hmm. um not the top of my list but i'm just gonna kick it off i'm gonna go with the new age outlaws right at the top of the right right right, right off the top the new age outlaws uh road dog and billy gun entrance eh? you know it oh you didn't know bam, bam. so when they said your ass better call somebody, and you were there in the crowd back in the day. Did you actually call someone's ass? No, because you're right next to me. <laughs> Smooth operator. You know it. I dig your style, dude. I dig but your style. That that's one of mine in my list. I think because of the the interaction and uh, the creativity behind it, I thought it was great. So that's why I went there. There was a, a shit ton of pretty kick ass uh, entrance jams back in that era. So, mm -hmm. And that was always a crowd pleaser. Who didn't love being in the audience and going, suck it? You know? So. I think we still do that to this day. Oh, yeah. I'll never leave. I don't care how many times I got suspended or Sent undefended. <laughs> Seriously, though, dude, you know, thanks to DX, do you know how many kids? Male young adolescents back in that day got friggin' multiple detentions and su suspensions just because they all racked, walked around school all day just going, suck it, teacher. <laughs> or they wore the t-shirt to high school and they turned it inside out. All right. Oh, like the big Johnson shirts at Barstool yep. High School. Yeah. Yep. Fucking Dean Hicks, that bastard. Yeah, I had Dean Boger. Yeah, uh, someone someone slipped uh, LSD into Hicks's coffee one morning, so that took care of all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sir, what is on your the first one on your list? All right, so I know we had made a decision that the idea was to pick five we loved and five we hated, correct? Ideally, yes, but, you know, mm -hmm. some things are mm -hmm. easier said mm -hmm. than done. So as you stated, uh, yeah, we're paddling the same boat here because I had a really tough time with this topic, actually, uh, because I there's so many I truly, truly cherish from days of a young lad back when there was hair up here and what forth. And I it took me a while to figure out ones I really didn't like. There was one right off the bat. All right. I'll change it up a little bit. I'll give you one of the ones I, I don't like. I don't care. I know so one you don't like, but I'm not saying it yet because I'm serious saving it to the end. Yeah, you probably already know. I actually was going to say that, but I will save it. Okay. 
This one, all right, I got to say this. If there's any chance you could possibly cue this up for me, because oh, um, this one is just, not only is it god-awful, but it's hilarious. I'm going with one of the worst all-time in the top five. Brie Bella's Brie Mird. When they do that, like, share, share robot voice thing. What's the name of the song? Brie Mode. B-R-I-E-M-O-D-E. -E. As in Brie Bella. That was her entrance. Brie yep. Mode. That's how it starts. And it's, oh, it's just, you'll know. You'll know. Don't forget, folks, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Like Zabu Corn music. Oh, that's on my list, too. Sabu. <laughs> Hookah Blues. Oh, who doesn't love some good porn music? Bam. 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 Uh, Bam. Did you, you got anything down there, Miss Nighthawk, while I get this queued up? Go home already. You can just... Fantastic. Say it sounds like you already got it there. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, there it is right there. I didn't see it on, on the screens. I was going to say, you already got a, a clip of your favorite wrestler of the Miz queued up there, Diggs. He's like, my wife wears the pants in the family. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm in a wheelchair now. I'm willing to bet her song, her song is bigger than and his. Honestly, you might as well want to change your name for Daniel Bella. <laughs> Come on. Is it this one? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Daniel Bryan's wife. Not the best audio quality, obviously, because it's from the TV show, but uh, yeah. She just punched me to the face. This is uncalled for. Someone get free on the. It always reminds me, as soon as I heard it, it always reminded me of that Cher song from back in the late 90s. Do you believe in life after fair? So that's pretty much from what I understand nowadays. That's what like most hip hop is all about. Which sucks because I love me some old school hip hop. NWA, Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, this share robot voice stuff for the Boyds. For the Boyds. So, what's up there next there, Theme Boy? Hmm. You got anything oh, down with there? the lovely Nighthawk character chime? I can't in? even think of anything right now. Okay. All right. All right. You, All right. Just, you just follow our lead, my dear. You'll be just fine. It may I'm look horrifying, go. but we'll get you there. <laughs> I'm going to go with one that might rub you the wrong way, Mr. Torrance. After last week admitting that you never saw Natural Born Killers or A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, that one hurt. That was... Right? Thank well, you, Nighthawk. Uh, yeah. Telepathic high five to you. <laughs> Konnichiwa. Thank you. Somebody gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm looking at you, jerk. Do you want to borrow uh, Clockwork Orange? I have it on DVD. Yeah, and I have like three copies of Nest. See, the joy of doing this, I can just kick them out of the show while they talk. So no one can hear them. Yeah. But I, but I need oh. them. So. <laughs> yeah. Shut your face. We're, sir. Just trying, we're just trying to enlighten your entertainment experience. Oh, they, it's, it's been enlightened. Um, I got to go with the. Triple H entrance of the King of Kings. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot because, as you know, one of my all-time favorite 
gun to my head bands that there ever will freaking be just so happens to be he won oh you wish buddy <laughs> no and big props to steve no who made this fancy vest for me i love you buddy i miss you but nonetheless yeah dude triple h got motorhead got freaking lemmy the god himself to write not one, not two, but three entrance themes. But you missed the part that I didn't like. Oh, you fucking asshole. That's it. I quit. Amy, Nighthawk, you're on. What's so. happening? Uh, <laughs> Wait, so you, is leaving the show. You he's didn't leaving. like you didn't he's, like it. He's quitting like CM Punk does. He just quits and leaves. Do I have to pipe bomb this situation? Is that what you're asking for here? No, I just you I, didn't I, like I, it. Is that what you're saying? I didn't like that entrance. I didn't like him coming out and all that jazz. I didn't like the King of Kings. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But all right, what well, we're just talking about the song though, just the song. Yeah, Not his at the time, yeah, yeah, at the time when he was coming. But was the Christy? He still had the hair. He had the um, you know, the Vince suits, and he was in charge of Evolution and yada yada. But the King of Kings song for the theme didn't it didn't sit well i didn't like it well what do you like think the, about i like the original version what do you mean the original version well like, mean his original entrance theme the game uh, uh yes the game. yeah yeah the one that the first one that motorhead did yes i like that, that motorhead one. played yeah. live at wrestlemania as well yeah yeah it's it's cool it's only like you know one of my favorite bands ever so it's no big deal but yeah yeah, guy man, guy manly come in saying Triple H themes got me laid from 2002 to 2006. See, no but them, but themes. See, guy manly, he has a way with the ladies because he's obviously got introduced some chicks who are down with Motorhead. So keep it going, guy. But yeah, I uh, I was just I might as well just throw it out there now. I had to put this in my top five um, and. I do have an honorable mention list, by the way, so we're going to have to get to that in a little bit. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I totally put Triple H, the game, Motorhead. Oh, so badass. I I love that song. Um, I love Motorhead. I still remember when that album came out. I was working at um, the Cape Cod Community College radio station, WKKL, and I may or may not have yanked a copy of that CD from the station. Rebel. Sorry. Sorry, Lisa C, my professor. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, no, I loved it. Um, and I fucking love Motorhead. And it was so cool. And they they had um, Motorhead play when uh, Triple H was coming out, Mania and stuff. And I don't know if you're aware of this. This is actually a pretty real cool um, little documentary semi thing on, well, it was on the network. I don't know about now on Peacock. But Triple H and uh, Lemmy, Lemmy Kilmister. If there's a God, it's only Lemmy, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, he, they were really tight. They got to be really good friends. And it's funny because you got Triple H who never drinks a drop, and you got Lemmy who lived off of Speed and Jack Daniels every day. So an odd pairing, but a very cool pairing nonetheless. This is true. Opposite Tri track. Yeah. Triple H actually did a really cool interview with Lemmy uh, a few months before he passed away. Uh, check it out on YouTube. If you're a Motorhead fan, you, you definitely need to check it out. It's very cool. Yeah. So, I guess I'm up. No, I guess. 
Well, yeah, you'd be up. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I brought Motorhead up, so. <laughs> this is like playing paper football at Sharon Williams again when we're supposed to be working. Or, for a better story, showing up on Saturday, still hung over and taking shifts, flipping on pallets. Yeah, logo sports for life. <laughs> oh, those were glory days. Oh, or peeing in the parking lot of Fridays. Or, you know. Uh, a certain Mr. Kevin Ewing and I vomiting in the bathroom before he's supposed to start his shift. <laughs> After my mom dropped us off. <laughs> Those were the days. Now, All right. What am I getting myself into? Uh, yeah. You she is. It's any better. <laughs> She's a trooper. She's hung in this far. Oh, she has seen me on a totally, she has seen me off a total, total rocker. Oh. Do you remember Tech Nine? Because nope. like I do. Like this is even worse <laughs> than what you've seen me at, Mr. Wow. Jack Lawrence. That's uh, <laughs> that'll that's be for story. That'll be for that's a bold story. statement there, uh, Senior Diggs. Oh, <laughs> we go Miss, back our ways. We do, but this one uh, takes the cake, and <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. She does. Oh, she oh, does. She does. <laughs> uh, all right, rip it off. Not your shirt. All right. So, because, oh, man, it's going to be the closer. All right. Anyways. um, All right. I'm going to save. All right. I'm just going to real quick, actually. Sorry. Quick honorable mentions. I, this is not part of my top five. This was, like I said, really hard. So I just got to throw some of these out there because I still love all these as much as I love the five that I put in my best column. Uh, the Million Dollar Man, money, 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 mm -hmm. money, money. Even though, next one, even though it was an actual song that was written for a wrestler, I still have so many fond memories of being at ECW house shows and hearing Ice Cube and Dr. Dre's Natural Born Killers kick off as New Jack yep. hit the scene. And I loved it because they would play the song on a loop the whole time New Jack was out there, you know, murdering people. So it was pretty much every, almost all the wrestlers from, from that era with ECW, with Sandman, with Metallica. Yeah. Van Dam with Pantera. You got Tommy Dreamer with Alice Allison Chains. Chains. Yeah. That's why I, I, as much as I love that, I thought it was so cool back then. And Paul Heyman even admitted like, yeah, he, in all likelihood, he should have been sued for doing that because he never paid any royalties, but he got away with it. Um, But it was because like, it was awesome, but these weren't for our topic tonight. These were songs that were written by bands, you know, Pantera, Alice in Chains, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking, we got to go with the themes that were written Correct. by, you know, Jimmy Hart and whatnot. So, um, just to blow through my honorable mentions, um, also got to put in, it's time, it's time, it's Vader, time, 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 because it's Vader time now. Mm -hmm. Also, Gold Dust. Shattered Dreams. Really? I love that song. I thought that song was great when he first came out. I don't know why. The din 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 I was a fan of the uh of the uh, the strange one. What do they call him? Yeah, wasn't he the or the oddball or whatever they call him? But yeah, there he was trying to make out with Razor Ramon. Gold. Ah, of course. Yeah, all right. This is a given. You have to mention it. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, 
It's Hulkster. I mean, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. Yeah, it's got to be. Because I am a real American. I love my favorite part of the song. Still at the very end, when the random lady's like, like singing over the part when she's like, "Fire, fire!" That's the best part of the song. That's the only part they should play, really. But moving on, there's also John Cena. Time is now. I was gonna say, which John Cena? Because you got that, or you got Thugonomics. Yeah, no, I thought I saw actually researching that Thug Thugonomics got very bad reviews, but I don't care. Like, I actually got back into wrestling. I had been out completely out of the game for a few years there, from like 2001 all the way to like 2008 or 2009 or something. And I so I didn't know anything about John Cena. And next thing I know, my niece was like obsessed with him. Like I ended up getting her the spinner belt and the shirt, took her to a show at the Melly Tent and everything. And I'm like, who is this John Cena guy? Come to find out. I'm like, I hear that song. And I was like, all right, call me the dorky far beyond white, white guy. But I like that song. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. Now, were those your honorable mentions ones you liked, correct? Um, Let me... Just speed the minute. Macho Man, Pop and Circumstance, the graduation song. You got to have yep. that. Big Boss Man, come to come to County. You'll be serving hard time. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, he's just a common man. The common man <laughs> boogie <laughs> with Sapphire, dude. Had to mention that. As you know, I, I messaged you earlier today. Owen Hart's high energy. Yes. <laughs> Like, yeah, Owen. Obviously, another one, the Road Warriors. Whoa, what a rush. And um, that's uh, also Ultimate Warrior, even though I actually liked his entrance more than I liked him. Ultimate Warrior, Unstable. I've actually been in attendance while they played that in uh, Fenway Park before. It was pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, like we mentioned before, you got to have the Sabu Hookah Blues porno music. Yes, sir. And my last honorable mention, JBL. Okay. And they have the cows in the background. Love that song. So. The honorable mentions are out of the way. I only have three more to mention. Three more, eh? So you're up. Well, you took LOD off my list, the Row Warriors, because, well. It's so badass, right? It is. But then you got Demolition. <gasps> Demolition. Oh. oh. That's in my top list. Look who got all saucy on me all of a sudden. I'm impressed, Diggs. I like that. Axe, Smash, and eventually Crush. Eh, we won't mention Crush, but Man. yeah. Um, then, of course, you got the typical Stone Cold Steve Austin at glass breaking. That's just a given. That's, uh, you saved me some time because, yeah, you got to have. If you, if you don't like the Austin at glass breaking music, then you are not a wrestling fan. Right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the track is called When You Hear the Glass, You Know It's Your Ass. So, you know it. Perfectly titled. Um, I got two more on the list of the Diggs list. Oh, yeah. We're going to go with the original Undertaker music. I'm glad you put that on, on your list because I ran out of space. And, I mean, honestly, who had a better entrance than the Undertaker? Nobody. 
Who will ever have a better interest in The Undertaker? Nobody. (laughs) And not just just the music, but the whole theatrics of it. Like, even when he got brought the theme music back after he was married and all that, it was just (laughs) the theatrics of it was great. Spoiler, you just mentioned one of the ones I hate the most. Mm. I am American Badass, you fuck you, Kid Rock. Ugh, that was not my Undertaker. Sorry. Throwing that out there. Didn't mean to That's up, not my Undertaker. That was not my Undertaker. <laughs> um, I lied. I got two more. I lied. <gasps> Sorry. That's uh, it. I'm taking my beer and going home. Oh, I'm already home. And they're both kind of tied into the same person. I got the Rockers as number two. I actually thought you well. All right, now yeah, I'm not going to spoil. My number one is going to tie right into that with Shawn Michaels. Ha ha digs! I knew you were going to go with a sexy boy because I know he's well. Hey, you know you guys were late. You are a sexy boy. I know. Thank you. I work out. I know you're not my boy toy, but you are a sexy boy. Shut up, nice walk. (laughs) Oh, what? Alexa's got some beef with the HBK, the Heartbreak Kid over here. Come on. Uh, she was giving me a look. I said I work out. <laughs> yeah. Mm, hey. Tell me where the gym is. I picked uh, them up and put them down. Oh, that's cool. I'll find it. <laughs> Sorry. I totally ripped that off from Tommy Boy. I love Chris Farley. So, <laughs> All right. What do you got so we can wrap this up and land this plane? plane <laughs> <back from hell? laughs> All right. So, um, all right, I got three that I have left on my ones I absolutely love list, but I'm gonna go with a couple more of the uh, the worst list because I it took me all day to come up with this because this was not easy. Obviously, right off the bat, the one that was easy for me was if you smell. La, 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 la. <laughs> God, I always hated the Rock's entrance theme. Anyone who's watched the show before, you know my stance on the Rock. Thought he was a good heel. Couldn't stand him in any other form of capacity, aside from when he was in that awesome movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg there. Uh, the, uh, yeah, you know the one. There's a chainsaw, and he's all cooked up. It was good. Really. Maybe. But that's my stance on the Rock. Um, I always, uh, as soon as I had to hear the the rock says like ugh, woof, Bryce. So, yeah, you know what, Rock? You do smell as far as your entrance theme goes. Stinks. You smell what the stinks. rock is cooking. Stinks. Stinks bad. Stinks real bad. It stinks real bad on Jabroni Drive and Know Your Old Boulevard. <laughs> How about the old spit on hand move? <laughs> or the rocky elbow pull? We should just do a whole why we hated the rock show. That would be the whole topic. We won't even cover dynamite or bra or nothing. I get down with just that. Because why we hated the rock back in 1998. <laughs> and, and why, and why we had stuff thrown at us at arenas. <laughs> oh, we had some fun there. All right. So, uh, yeah, I gave you, if you smell, what you got there? Well, the ones that are on my worst list, I got to go with. Uh, Xbox. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. Yes, I totally thought that today. <laughs> I can still remember us listening to that. I can still remember being in your car in high school, and you were like, "Dude, 
I just bought the new WWF's entrance theme CD at Strawberries, and I was like, whoa, epic. And then we heard, it's back. It was like, all right, well, this CD can go in the fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have gold dust, Shattered Dreams. My Carrot Pictures Productions presents. All right, so I'm continuing on the trend of the worst. You got to know it's. I'm not even going to say who did it or um, the name of the song. I'll, I'm actually just going to sing it because anyone our age will know this. Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hand on the clock keeps spinning too slow. I can't wait to be alone with my favorite, favorite tonight. Yeah. J. Jeff Jarrett. Who? Remember the With story? The yes, it was revealed that Double J did a Millie Vanilli, and yes, it was actually sir. Road Dog back when he still had the pipes before he started hitting the pipe. You know what I'm saying? He could sing back then, apparently. So good for the old dog. Stay off the pipe, folks. It'll ruin your Stay pipe. Stay off the pipe, kids. It's uh, it's no good. It ain't no good. Um, like, all right. So I also said Undertaker, American Badass. Fuck you, Kid Rock. I actually had to see him once open for Corn and Metallica, and I, like, it took everything I had in my power just to even not leave. Um, wow, the bang, the bang, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like being on flashbacks, the horror, the horror. Um, <laughs> so, do you remember? Um, speaking of the Rock, I already put out. If you smell, do you remember his other song? From when he came in as Rocky Maivia? No, 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 no. This is when he started, uh, shall we say, developing the character. What's one thing that he always said how much he loves? Putain guy. You got it. <laughs> I actually had, I forgot about this myself. I came across this ran randomly today and I had to listen to it and, oh. If I thought that the rocks, if you smell, entrance theme smelled, this one fucking stinks, dude. The fucking rock pie song. Oh, go back and give that a gander. If you fucking hate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we already got to remote. So um, I have three left that are not on the I hate them list. These are the... Theme songs that have carried me through life, that have gotten me to this point in this world. I'm approaching 40, and it's because of these three entrance themes that I'm still here to talk about it. Before we land that plane, are you done with your hatred music? Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Really? I only got three left, and they're all good. I told you, I was oh, very hard to find ones that I hated. Because I have one, my last one on my hatred list, I could have sworn you would have put on your list. Uh-oh. Is my half-simers kicking in? What did I Yeah, forget? I think <gasps> it is. Oh, mother glory. Enzo Amore. Oh, I yeah, figured yeah. that would have been on your top list of the ones you hate. You know what? It's funny you say that because I thought about that today, but I changed my mind because not only, A, I think I spend, what, like a good 15 minutes on one of our previous shows explaining to the entire world how much I fucking hate Enzo Amore. But 
it wasn't really an entrance with them. He just, or an entrance theme, I should say. He just came out and did his, That's him. Too dumb for the room or whatever the stupid shit he used to say, you know, like with his French fry hair. And so I thought about it, but I didn't go with it. Um, I was also thinking, though, you know what? Just remind me of that. You know what's one? Another one I hated, come to think of it. Um, I know for a fact you did, too, Mr. Diggs. What's that? Too cool. Rikishi. And then, of course, we always knew what that meant. Oh, great. We get to see Rikishi's fucking fat ass in somebody's face again. That's why, that's why we watch wrestling. Well, to see a fat guy in a thong. So, yeah. Yeah. Man. We just put that image in all your heads, folks. Ugh. Remember that when you go to sleep tonight. Y'all gonna have nightmares be writing us. Drink it in, man. Oh, is that Michael Cole I heard? It is. I have an I have a a <laughs> promo to go out with tonight. So Ooh, all right. Well, um, I got three left. Um, oh, I don't even know how to, what order to put this in. Okay, there is no order. These three songs are the ones that I was talking about that got me through 40 years of hell on this earth as a human being. Um, no particular order, by the way, because they're all equally awesome in my book. The first one I'm going with, though. Hey, hey, love. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, dude. Okay. Dude, man. Not only, also, perhaps the greatest Titantron video as well of all time, but yeah, that is uh, so in the uncategorized top three of my all time. I mean, dude, I'll never forget, no pun intended, dude, but I mean, you go back, I, even to this day, I will go every once in a while, I'll get really fucking stoned and <laughs> I will watch you? videos on YouTube. It's something I'm experimenting with. It's a new thing. But I um, will go there and I'll just listen sometimes late at night and just put on Do Love's entrance theme with the Titantron video because it's just so, oh, so good. When he like, he's flying by and he waves. <laughs> and then the best part of it, when it, right on cue, whoever synced it up did it perfectly when he, he does the, and they go, Do Love. It's, oh, genius. I'm glad that got you through this earth. Oh, it's gotten me through uh, a lot of rough times. I confused a lot of correctional officers while I was locked up, as a matter of fact. I used to do the old, uh, the dude love uh, Watutsi. Yeah, um, knees and... yeah, I'd stand right in front of my cell door and just do that at like five in the morning. They didn't know what to make of me, so I made the most of it. <laughs> Got to live it up. Um, yeah, so uh, do you, wait, am I cutting you off? Do you have anything else before I? No, I'm done. All right, I have deuce numeros. Um, unless Nighthawk has something, I would appreciate her input. I sent you one <gasps> to me. Well, not to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, she she sent me hide and write. <gasps> oh wow, good call, Nighthawk. Terrible. You can just spit yes. that out. You don't have to. You just just cut us off. I don't like pronouncing things that I'm not positive how to say. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. Hell yeah. 
words are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny though that you you mentioned that because just today I I as I said I was like freaking out. I'm like I don't know ones that I really don't like. It's hard for me to find some, so I googled it and I come across uh, Bleacher Report and your pick, Miss Nighthawk, was in their like top three or four or something like that. So that sounds right. Well played. Well played. <laughs> You have chosen wisely. All I got left, though, and thank you very much for the input. I can dig it. Um, there's two more. Okay. I got to save. I guess this is a tough one for me because they're just so both. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. And it is so hard to choose one or the other. So. We'll Not yes, equal tie. We'll go with that. Okay, so first up, it's and if there's any chance you might be able to cue either one of these up, I would greatly if you appreciate it. First off, I'm going with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Sexual, sexual chocolate. Oh, so sexual, baby. I want to give it all to you. Yeah, right on. Remember, we used to we used to always whenever we created a character in fucking WrestleMania 2000, <laughs> we'd always use that entrance name. <laughs> Either that, or we would use the following. Which to me, all right. If I got to call a number one, this is it: the Coupe de Gras, the cream of the crop, rising to the top. My favorite entrance theme of all time. For any of you who actually looked at my Facebook page today. I already gave a spoiler out this afternoon because, as you will know, it's the ass man, <laughs> Billy Gunn. I'm an Dude. ass man. Oh, that was my, actually, that was my particular entrance theme when I made myself in Nintendo 64 WWF games as they were no band that, known back then. But yeah, I did. Like, I had to go again today and just, just because I eat. It's just funny to look at him. I had to look up the lyrics, all the lyrics of that song today. You should do that because it's hilarious. <laughs> I love to love them. I love to kick them. I'm going to stick them. It's like, wow, this was so 1998. You could not even try to come up with something like that nowadays and think it's going to sell. <laughs> yeah, I can. I don't, think, I don't think I can cue that one up because I have some, something already else cued. All right, well, whatever you got, as long as it's up there with, you know, the dude or sexual chocolate or ass man, even Val Venus. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was another one. See, there was a lot of good ones. There were. The Brood. The Brood. Gabriel, <laughs> if I were. Oh, as we are approaching our two hour mark of cutting the show down to an hour. <laughs> yeah, we scored again this week, huh? Uh, hey, I, I gotta say, have... big, big round of applause, real quick to Nighthawk. She she hung in there two yeah. fucking hours of us just talking absolute garbage. So I'm impressed. <laughs> we got a we had a pretty face to keep the folks entertained while we just rambled. <laughs> well, thank you. We will be seeing more of Nighthawk on this show, hopefully, as we yeah. give her a segment now of birthdays, wrestling birthdays. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be leaving you tonight on a promo from back from the 1989 Survivor Series. So we're going back, back in time to when Survivor Series was actually Survivor Series. 
Uh, we're going to leave you on a promo. I'm not going to tell you who because it would just be a spoiler. Um, on that note, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for the Dorkening Podcast Network, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Please go like, share, subscribe to our YouTube page. We would certainly appreciate it. Go subscribe and like and share Amy Young Photography's YouTube page and all her social media pages because she kicks ass. Um, yeah. And other yeah. Than that, uh, if I could just put in my last two cents of the I evening. I wasn't um, done yet, sir. Yeah, well, like much like in the world of professional wrestling, you always Hellentertainment.com, go there. Cut off. That's right. Hellentertainment.com. YouTube. Hellentertainment.com slash 666. Because... You know, we love Satan, but I just got to say, hey, here's to Nighthawk. We actually have an actual attractive woman that has apparently given this show the time of day. So look at that. All right. We got Woo cheers. Me. I only have water, but yeah. I got monsters. <laughs> right. kind of it works. Thank you, darling. You are officially part of the crew. I really enjoyed having you aboard. It was also very nice to meet you. Don't and, go anywhere. Uh, we'll chat after the show. So stay uh, tuned. Oh, the uh, the after hours party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the post game show. Yeah, but that's where I crash and have to have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, folks, please check us out next week here. Same bat time, same bat station. We will see you next week. As it is, I am Diggs. That is Jack Torrance, Nighthawk. We will see you later. Hasta la pasta. Continues his war against the Twin Towers, Akeem and the Big Boss Man, but guaranteed that battle will only escalate this Thursday evening when the survivor. Whoa. Oh, Sean Mooney, you arrives. Well, as you know, the Big Boss Man, he joins Akeem as well as the model Rick Martell and the Honky Tonk Man. They are the enforcers. They will take on the Dream Team, that team before led by the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Also, another great battle brewing. Heenan's family, they take on the Ultimate Warriors. <laughs> Bobby Heenan, Thanksgiving Day, this Thursday night on Thanksgiving, people give, they give, yeah, well, we've got something to give you, and let me tell you something, Bobby Heenan and your family, it's not going to be diced carrots, we're not going to give you a turkey, we're not going to give you sliced celery, we're going to give you everything we've got, baby. Yeah. You know, it's a simple tradition. Thanksgiving night, turkeys get scared and they run and they lose their lives. And he didn't, your family's going to be no different. You're going to find out what the Ultimate Warriors are all about. I'll tell you what, the intensity of the Ultimate Warriors is at an all-time high. And this guy, Captain, has given us the intensity. And he and family, you're going to suffer the wrath of all the Ultimate Warriors. All you travel as individuals, even though you call yourself a family, you only live for yourself. I've come from the dark, deep past to bring these men together. And each one shall give what they have left till there is nothing left. The entire Heenan family will pay the price and suffer on a day that people give. We will only give to you pain and destruction as I, I bring you the ultimate warrior. Be a part 